and welcome to GKAD, the motherfucking Jesus Risen Christ of Japanese music shows. We are now Gaijin Kampai, risen from the dead to bring you to J-pop heaven. This week we are talking about Moo Moon's new album, Love Before We Die. I'm Erin! And I'm Jay Lee! La, 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 la. Love Before We Die is Moo Moon's fifth studio album. It had no singles going into it, so all the tracks are brand spankin' new. You might have heard Moo Moon reviewed in our previous podcast, uh, Gaijin Kampai, but we have not touched them since on GK80. This is the first time. So, Love Before We Die, 2014 album. Aaron, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was very Moo Moon. But also not as Moo Moon as I would have liked. Um, that I, is a very good way of putting it. Yeah, I have gone totally on record uh, in Gaijin Kampai about how much Moo Moon is not really my thing. I can see why people like them, but it's just not my kind of music. Um, so I'm not naturally inclined to listen to their music, but when you invited me to listen to it to review, I thought to myself, yeah, sure, I'll listen to them, because even though they're not my type of music, they generally make good music, and I can handle that. Um, but Love Before We Die, I was really disappointed. It starts out pretty strong with Emerald No Oka, which was kind of surprisingly like electro-poppy, and I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Like, you know, it's going to have... It's, they're going to be kind of shaking up their sound a little bit. And then they did not. Um, everything between I Say You Say I Love You and Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow was just... I just thought it was super boring. It It's like... I'm accustomed to Moo Moon having kind of boring music with a couple like really <laughs> cutesy, charming songs thrown in. But that... What is it? That four-song stretch was just like a desert of pouring, boring, terrible music. And you actually then, liked Butterfly Boyfriend? I did. I don't I <sighs> don't know why. I just I saw that title and I was like, ha ha ha, who wants a butterfly boyfriend? His penis would be so small. But oh my then I God. heard it and I was like, this is this is the surprisingly charming song that I was waiting for. Like my notes say, opening at least is surprisingly charming, and then what's happening to me? Oh God! <laughs> Which basically sums up how I felt about liking that song. But I did like it. I thought it was cute. You know, it was kind of along the vein of some of their their older things like Sunshine Girl and Moonlight, where you don't want to like it, but it it's so cute you can't stop <laughs> um and then in the end was surprisingly fun and upbeat the 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 la 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 at the very beginning made shannon literally shout at the stereo um and it was it was like 10 seconds after he said this is a pretty good album <laughs> and then he's just like shut up i've heard enough laws now it was really stockholm funny stockholm syndrome right there <laughs> basically um but I thought it was it was a pretty fun song and one of the more memorable ones on the album. Um, Memento, I was 
sad because I felt like they were backsliding into the really slow, low tempo stuff again. But I actually thought that it was very pretty and the insanely slow tempo or slow tempo actually made it pretty memorable. The quality of Yuka's voice um, really stood out and the cello and the strong bass. It was I thought it was a surprisingly good song. Um, Every day I thought was really uplifting and sweet, even though it's it's similar to the songs at the beginning that I didn't like, but it felt earnest rather than robotic. And then Love Before We Die, I also thought was really fun and kind of cool. I expected a certain amount of kind of meh songs on this because that's how I generally feel about their music. But I didn't expect such a long, huge desert of it. And then on their other albums like 15 Doors and uh, what was the other one? Oh, like No Nightland and Painkiller, you almost always have at least a couple of really like cutesy, like this is the reason I listen to Moo Moon type songs. And the fact that they only had one, just I am very disappointed because <laughs> those cutesy songs like Choo Choo and stuff, mm-hmm. oh, that's what I was banking on, man. <laughs> and that is not what I got. <laughs> what did you think? Um, okay, so the main thing I got out of this album is that I still remember the kanji for Oka. That's about it. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. It's it's very Moo Moon, but at the same time, it's not as Moo Moon as I would like. This isn't the Moo Moon that I come to Moo Moon for <laughs> when I'm Moo Mooning over them. Good to know, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it starts out so great with Emerald no Oka. I love that song. Um, it's probably tied for my favorite song with In the End, with you just cannot get catchier than that. Yeah. Em- I thought Emerald Noaka was so good if the rest of the album had just been that way. <laughs> Sorry. And I say you say I love you. I like it, and I think I like it more because I'm still coming off the high of Emerald Nooka. And then Baby Goodbye, eh, it's kind of starting to slide around then. And then Will You is a really good song, but... Yuka has that one really high note that she tries to get, and she can't. And I feel like yeah. somebody in the studio should have been like, by the way, this doesn't sound good. Change it. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm like, it's kind of shocked because it seems like such an amateur move to have a note that you can't reach on a studio recording of a song that you're going to go sell to people. Um, so that really bugs me. But otherwise, that song would have been so good. Um I kind of like Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, but I don't like Butterfly Boyfriend. I'm guessing you didn't have the bonus tracks at the end? Oh, I guess I didn't. I was surprised by how short the album was. Yeah, uh, the the CD-only edition comes with two bonus tracks. One is a cover of Minnie Riperton's Lovin' You. Was it good? It's cute, and it's not good, but I was going to say, that song shouldn't be cute, I don't think. Well, no, I mean, like, it's cute that Moon Moon's covering it. I don't think the song okay. itself is particularly cute. Um, but then the last track on the album, Memories, I thought was one of the best tracks on the album. Well, so, that just makes me sad that I missed it then. Cause, yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't like it. I don't know. It's kind of oh. slower, but it, it definitely has more of um, a memorable melody and composition than some of the other tracks on the album. Yeah. See, and I don't necessarily mind it being slow. Like, Memento, I thought, was absolutely gorgeous. But I just... I feel like there was there just wasn't anything memorable mm-hmm. in those first several tracks. It really drags down the album so much. When I talked 
with Zero about Amelia um, Cotto's latest album, Loveland. I, I said kind of one thing that was really disappointing was that it was kind of a solid album, but there wasn't really any growth. And I feel like this is the same way, although I wouldn't say it's as solid as uh, Amelia's latest. It's, it's like a good album, but there's nothing really new brought to the table, and not, too many of the songs kind of mesh in your head. So, I don't know. It's not a bad album, but for the love of God, if this is your first Moon Moon album, you're probably not going to be a fan. No, definitely not. Especially without, like, the cute tracks. What they need to do is they need to take all of their really cute tracks and put those on an album. I would listen to the shit. I would listen to the shit. Listen to the shit. Listen to the shit. I'd listen to that shit. Whatever it is, I'd listen to it. Because, yeah, I... Part of my research for this recording was to go back and listen to some of the songs that I really liked and I turned on Choo Choo and I'm like god damn it now I'm never gonna get that song out of my head again <laughs> I know it's very much like hee 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 Choo Choo <laughs> and you're like sort of happy it's stuck in your head but sort of not like mm-hmm. yeah yeah they could have brought so much more I feel like they may have hit their plateau I don't know. I don't want that to be the plateau because, you know, when they first announced the album, they were like, so the theme of the album, there weren't any singles, so they, you know, you know, everybody has to put out a theme. They're like, the theme of the album is we record these songs and these are the love songs that you must hear before you die. And I was like, that sounds badass. I cannot wait to hear this album. And then it's like, well, it's a mediocre Moon 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 album. So, yeah. eh. Also, the cover art what oh i love the cover art it's that's the one so thing i like weird like it, yeah i don't have a problem with it i guess i was just very surprised yeah. that it's on a moon moon album <laughs> it seems yeah. very like almost i don't want to say like hard rock but it fe- like it feels hard rock for moon moon <laughs> feels kind of alternative pop uh, i don't know the whole zombies it felt like zombies to me i don't know maybe <laughs> i'm misreading this maybe i'm zombie obsessed I think, so overall, I'd say their previous albums are much better. Painkiller, No Nightland, 15 Doors, those are all solid albums. Love Before We Die is probably like the first eh full album they've had. Listen to 15 Doors, that is a a very good Moon Moon album. Thank you for listening to GKAD. You can follow us on Twitter. I am GKJLee, J-A-Y-L-E-E. She is GKAaron, E-R-1-N. And the show is J-Pop, J-Rock underscore. Until next time, I am Jaylee. And I am Aaron. Johnny.